Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast, where we talk about behavior and behavior-based conversations as they relate to CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches. My name's Lisa Hetherington, and I'm your co-host. Sitting alongside me are Tony and Chuck, the founders of Fit Affiliate. And welcome back to another episode of the Fit Affiliate Podcast, joined again by the one and only Tony, still hanging out in his, uh, his little cage. Which is good. Nobody still stuck with me because I am stuck in this cage. Therefore, <laughs> the world is captive as my audience. It is. We were just talking about the, um, both of us have got dogs that are likely to bark and then one will hear the bark and think that that's in their house. And it's literally the bark heard around the world. It's funny because a lot of our clients actually have dogs and a lot of the dogs obviously bark. But for whatever reason, Dottie is the only one that when she barks, these two lose their mind. Yeah, I don't know. Just... Dolly actually does it as well. Uh, Sarah's dog, when she barks, these two, but like yep. the other dogs, like Lonnie's dogs will just howl and whatnot. And they're just, yeah. these two couldn't even care. But I'm like, mm. uh, yeah. So today, and it appears like that the lunatics are now running the asylum because you're hijacking, you know, our normal MO where I can throw topics <laughs> at you. But you seem to be the last two podcasts this week with the MDCP and now this one. Are just choosing the topics, and I don't know what's happened here, but you know, I feel like that there's there's a mutiny afoot. But we're going to go with it. I'll give you a little bit of leeway and see how you go with the with the responsibility. But yes. so, I mean, to tell you, Lisa, you're just you know you're not doing a good job picking topics, so I'm gonna have to step up here. Uh, yeah, honestly, they've all been, and I guess thanks for ruining my surprise, Lisa, that I was not going to tell them that I did that, but I knew you were going to let that cat out of the bag, but. There's a couple of couple of very personal uh, topics that have been relatively regular for me on other calls. So I was like, we're going to talk about these in podcasts. But I didn't mm. let you know that until right before this. So to see how this works. <laughs> yeah, it's not as much fun as doing it the other way. That's that's all I can say. I sure think I'll take back fun. control next you're, week. You're going to learn to love it, although I'm probably never going to do it again. So I don't know. I think you're on a roll now. Nope. Two from two. <laughs> so... What you really wanted to talk about today um, is a coach-centric focus model versus client. Uh, sorry, client versus the affiliate. See, I even got the intro wrong for it. See, you've thrown me completely out of my routine. Like a Freudian slip because you just recorded the other version of it on the MDCP yeah. podcast. So just it, a spoiler alert, this is linked to another podcast that we just recorded on Monday. So that's why she's yeah. She's off her A-game, people. I've thrown her off. We're just and, trying to see if she can she can keep up but clearly you would not do well on whose line is it anyway speaking of that on monday you did jinx me by wondering if i'd uh, mess up the intro which i did on the following podcast recording with a client totally got it and i went happy happy we to be out of gym service there lisa i appreciate <laughs> it. blamed you so a client centric model versus affiliate centric correct so what does that let's even roll. mean what does um, that even mean such a big topic so I wanted to record this episode for a while, mainly in that it's it's largely um, it's 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 basically the premise of what we we really do here at Affiliate. The issue is that I've never really been able to have a lot of confidence in recording it, and frankly, I'm still not entirely certain that it's going to make a lot of sense to people because there's, in our opinion, and that opinion is largely based on just our experience and in, in through the consults and, and through our work with the clients and whatnot, there appears to be two, two types of affiliates. I, I have lots of versions of two types of people, but there seems to be two types of, of affiliates. 
Um, and those affiliates are largely separated in two camps. Those camps are affiliate centric, meaning the needs of the affiliate are the preoccupation of the management or the ownership, or they are as client centric affiliates, meaning that the clients are the preoccupation of people who run the, the organization. The reason why I've never really talked or want to talk about this before is that one, you pick the topics. Um, so I'm always eating whatever ice cream flavor you show up with. Um, but the other reason is that I'm not entirely sure that anybody's going to understand or even agree with this, right? Because here's the thing. I don't know any affiliate-centric affiliates, and there's a lot of them. I think most of them actually fall into this camp more so than the other side. And um, we'll talk about why that is. But um, I can't imagine anybody listening to this who is in the affiliate-centric camp believing that they don't have the client's needs in, in, in mind. Mm. Um, and so I was always afraid that this would fall on deaf ears, but I think that we can speak to it enough to get people to, to have some degree of awareness that can get them to take some degree of action to realize that like, oh, that is us. We need to fix that problem. Mm. And That's why I hijacked you. Oh, that's good. You know, and I'll I'll let you get away with a couple. This is your I'm free part. I'm just because I'm cranky sitting in this dog cage for the second week straight. Um, but buckle, like buckle in. Also, pun intended, because it's a dog cage. But um, I don't actually need to sit in this cage anymore. Um, I we are now past that part of of the process of of rehabilitation, <laughs> but it's comfortable in here. So here it's I am. It's not. And <laughs> we buckle in, everybody. Then, if uh, if you're ready to to roll. For that, and you're and you're feeling a bit ornery sitting in that uh, that cage. There could be some. Yeah, book a call with me. I'll show today. up and your call in this cage because there was I had a couple of consults this morning, and so all of our clients know that I love dogs, and this is not surprising to sit in a dog cage. But you could imagine what happens when a person who has no frame of reference <laughs> of me and my dog affinity is like, uh, "Sir, are you in a cage?" Yeah, actually, I am a big dog cage. They're like, "Right, okay. right." <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> sorry, side parts. That's good. So, so back to, yeah. to the root problem. Mm. Um, one of the things that is cool about what we do, and I think everybody who listens to this at this point, especially if you're a regular listener, knows that like we're not big on the advice game, right? And that what that means is that we are big on the coach game, and what that what that allows us to do that most other people are not able to do is get an unbiased amount of data from a a wealth of, of sources, meaning all the affiliates, uh, because we don't really step in and tell you what to do or how to do it. Instead, we look at what it is that you would like to do and then how we can do it better. The beauty of that is that it has allowed us to amass a ton of information as to you know the commonalities between affiliates, what's working, what's not working, et cetera. And that's really what's allowed us to kind of distill down this, this sort of this reasonable suspicion that seems to be prevalent in that one thing we know for sure is that the vast majority, if not all, depending on no matter what camp you're in, affiliates are in some degree of pain, right? They're not nearly as successful as they need to be to be able to continue the fight at the level at which they'd like to continue the fight. Um, and so obviously people are after things. The other side of it is that, you know, generally I would think that I would say that probably every affiliate is willing to change. Um, I don't think that any any one affiliate that I've ever talked to ever, and at this point that's you know hundreds, has ever been like I'm not willing to change anything, right? So they're always very willing to change. And so what always becomes interesting is that we start to work into solutions, potential individual solutions that they like to come up with or they would like to come up with, 
it seems to have split them into two camps in that um, when considering alternatives and when considering solutions to their problems, the vast majority of affiliates seem to make decisions, actions, or ideations based on the best interests of the affiliate for good reason. And we'll talk about why that is. And then a small group, but generally a well-intended group seems to make ideations and solutions based on how they could better serve the clients. And, and I, I didn't even really want to use that wording because that makes it seem like the affiliate centric side is the bad team. And then the client service side is the good team. They're just, they're all attempting to do the same thing, which is save the affiliate model, preserve their affiliate and continue to be able to do the good fight. Um, largely though, the camps could be split into the groups that are playing the infinite game in the groups mm. that are playing the finite game. Um, the vast majority of affiliates are trying to win. They're trying to solve a problem. They're trying to, to you know, eclipse whatever that metric is in order for them to deem themselves successful. And that's it. The other side seems to be playing the, the infinite game, which is, you know, they want to be able to continue playing the game. Um, mm. And I think both sides, ironically, though, want that same solution, right? I, I don't think anybody on the affiliate-centric side is attempting to play the game for the sake of winning. They are trying to play the game for the sake of being able to continue playing the game. But what they are necessarily aware of is that a lot of the solutions that they're coming up with and a lot of their ideas are very finite in nature. They're not a very infinite. And so don't be surprised when you don't get the Stanley Cup, right? Like you're, mm. you're probably going to end up with a problem. So that's why I wanted to record the podcast. I think that it's important to, to let people kind of step back from their own situation, from their own ego and their own, you know, problems to be, to ask themselves, am I making decisions based on what's best for the affiliate or am I making decisions what's based on what's best for the clients? And I think everybody was going to agree. And I always make what's best for the clients, but mm. when we kind of look at those things, I think it'll be a little bit more apparent to most people that it's maybe a little bit more affiliate biased than it is mm. biased and i guess it's creating that awareness and having the opportunity to by posing the questions that we'll pose today and, and the conversation is reflecting on that and maybe you know going ah, oh, maybe i'm not as you know client focused as mm. as i think that i am not that i you know should be right um so in the in the million dollar coach podcast that we recorded the i don't know if that's published yet or not but i'll just let the cat because i don't know no, when these come out. go lisa, out today lisa lets them go out whenever she's willing and ready i just <laughs> I show up here and talk um into the ether but um the point of that podcast is essentially your ability to coach without understanding or knowing clients goals right um mm. and if you're interested in that subject make sure you go listen to their podcast. I'm not going to talk about it here, although it'll probably come up a few times. So if you find yourself being like, what is he talking about? Go find the puppies. This is, this is an attempt to get you guys to listen to the other podcasts as well. Um, <laughs> mostly because we don't have time to talk about both on here. Um, so every affiliate wants to do the same thing, right? They want to solve people's problems. Um, generally, that's the business that most of us agree that we're in. I mean, we've talked enough about, you know, what business you're in, you know, are you selling cross or are you selling solutions? And I think that, you know, everybody kind of agrees that like, no, we're here to solve people's problems and we're going to use CrossFit to do that. In order to do that and to do that effectively, the recurring themes of the podcast are the same. There's a big difference between coaching and training. In order to get people to that point, that end point, they have to be 
they have to be, you have to be coaches, right? Trainers can be effective in terms of, of delivering and communicating information, but as, as it applies to getting people to an end point or an end goal, coaching is the only effective medium in terms of understanding what is, you know, Lisa's actual problems and how do I help her remove those problems so we can get her to where they need to be. How do we meet them where they are and get them where they need to be? Um, so as it applies to how the affiliate does that, there's no shortage of solutions, right? Um, and, and as it applies to how the coach does it, it's very specific. You got to know goals. Uh, and you need to be involved in that conversation at a semi-micro scale, not a, so much a macro scale. Um, but really what I mean by affiliate-centric versus client-centric is that it kind of goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If the needs of the affiliate are not met, meaning the affiliate is in an endangered state, um, mm. in that it's you know not making enough money or it's things are upside down or you know, it's it's in a, it's in a state of risk mm. it's almost impossible for the same reason it would be in life for you to make better decisions or the decisions that you'd like to make instead you're making decisions that you need to make right mm. um and as it applies to the, the vast majority of affiliates we already know that most affiliates are unfortunately in some degree of pain they're not where they want to be things aren't going well um, and they need them to get better and they're willing to change. But that also means that like, this is on fire. I need to put out this fire. Mm. And what we see a lot of, you know, in the consults is people, we, we, we love to ask like, what are you doing? What have you tried to do? What's working? What's not working? And most people, unfortunately, are in pain. So just like you would be if you were like not in shape, you would start looking around to people who are in shape and see what they're doing. And you would have the entire big booty movement that we have on Instagram now, right? Like everybody yeah. now wants to do that with no consideration for genetics or otherwise. Yeah. Um, and so the same thing seems to be happening in the affiliate space. And this is how we end up in the affiliate centric problem in that we are attempting to emulate or mimic what is happening in other successful affiliates because you know, we mm. can see their abs, so we think that that's how we're going to get their abs in, in the affiliate space. So we see that like they're doing well, so we tend to do their things. Um, and it's not that it's going to be a problem for the client side. It's that you're making decisions based on what's best for the affiliate, as opposed to just literally not doing that, stepping back and saying, despite everything being on fire, despite the smell of smoke, despite how I feel and how uncomfortable I am, am I doing everything I can do to serve this as well as I can serve this mm. and then starting there. And that's the client centric side of it. That's the client focused sort of conversation versus the affiliate centric side, which is like, how do I fix the affiliate problem? What can I, and, and so most of the uh -huh. solutions that people are, are going after, they're going and they're finding things to emulate or mimic. They're attempting to implement them into their affiliate with the, with the express interest of solving the affiliates problem hoping mm. that when that is done, that will be able to better solve the client's problem, right? Um, and so it's still, it's just, it's still altruistic. It's still well-intended. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's going about it the wrong way. It's going about mm. it backwards. And, and that's, so, I guess, go ahead. That, that's what can lead to affiliates, you know, chasing down, you know, when, when everything is on fire, it's like you get these drop-ins into your inbox going, hey, you know, I can get you, 50 yeah. new leads or we can, or, Hey, I've got the system that works or here's a template and this will guarantees your success. And you tend to jump onto those things because you're like, this is the hose. This is going to put out the fire. 
right? Like, I mean, how many people came to your initial consult and told you they want to lose 10 pounds, right? Like, it's like the universal 10 or 15 pounds. Everybody, yeah. for some reason, everybody wants, like, miraculously, if the world just dropped 15 pounds, like, world peace is solved for We'd be it, great. Right? Um, and if you do even a half-assed job of that consult and you ask them, why do you want to lose 15 pounds? You realize really quickly, they have no fucking idea what even 15 pounds loss would, would feel like. Feel like they'll, they'll probably tell you, well, in high school, I was 15 pounds lighter or whatever. And like, you know, they have no concept of what that would look like in the present day and age. And that's the reason why there is thousands of people trying to sell gym owners now leads and sales systems, right? Because mm everybody's looking around everybody's like i'm uncomfortable you're uncomfortable we need more people because like the person who's got the people seems like they're doing okay and mm -hmm. nobody stopped to consider that like maybe the reason that those people are doing okay is because they didn't try to emulate and mimic other people instead they just did the best job that they could for their people and then that that solved this is an unfortunate part of the conversation because this is where i know i'm going to lose everybody right this is like everybody who still gets mad about about greg's you know, the cream will rise to the top, top conversation. They're like, mm. that's just bullshit. You know, the bad affiliates are making us look bad. I'm like, you know, if everyone's the asshole, you know, the old saying, you're the asshole. Um, mm. So again, I, I don't think anybody does this intentionally. It doesn't make them a bad person, but it's really hard, right? Just for the same reason your clients come in and they're like, I just need to lose 15 pounds. Right. And so mm. they, they start to make mimetic goals. They start to set these, and we've talked about this enough times, but they start to set goals that aren't really goals at all. They just don't know what to do. They don't know what they don't know. And so mm -hmm. they just look around and they try to find somebody who seems like they're not in pain and they try to make that solution. And it really rarely ever works. Um, and that's really the difference between the two of them. Right. And so I don't think there's, again, there's a right versus wrong. And you can go really quickly, very easily from affiliate centric to client centric. As long as you just become aware of it, they're like, oh, I am actually looking at the problems through the lens of the affiliate as well as the hmm. solutions through the lens of the affiliate, because that seems logical. The affiliate's in danger, fix the affiliate, everything else gets easier. Hmm. But the very nature of what the affiliate seeks to do is serve the clients. So you have to look at everything through that lens. And what I mean by that is when it comes time to solve the problem, the affiliate problem, if we don't look through the lens of the client, we might end up solving the affiliate problem not in the best interest of the client. But I can assure you, if you look through the lens of the client service, you know, in terms of what's best for them, and then can I solve for the affiliate through that lens, you solve both sides of it. And this is where we end up driving this, this chasm. And unfortunately, because there is so many people in this camp, everything is speaking to that. Everyone is speaking to that. All the affiliate playbooks, all of these things, all of these you know, systems, these lead gen systems, all these things. Are directly speaking to that because even the people who are creating them are confused about the conversation right? mm. you've got to begin with the end in mind and you know the backwards integrated design conversation is is really the, the essence of what we do here which is like hey lisa where are you trying to get to right like if, mm. if we can understand a better idea of where each client is trying to arrive no two are the same ever um and that's important mm. we run into a lot now especially through this this client centric or this affiliate centric focus is that a lot of affiliates are trying to now arrive at the same place 
And that is sort of antithetical to the entire affiliate model. It wasn't designed that way. And that's why we have this big outcrying in the community for like standardization and otherwise. Right. But mm. that all stems from the same first problem is that most of them either A, have lost hope in their ability to get to where they wanted to get to, or B, they never really knew where they were trying to get to in the first place. Um, mm. But I don't know if that even makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Lisa? No, it makes total sense to me. And, you know, yeah, I just, I, I always like to, you know, make you feel good about yourself. Um, that's why I'm here. Um, that's all I know. But it is, um, like, coming from my experience in as, you know, previously being an affiliate owner is that, you know, if you start, you know, looking at things just from how it's going to help the business, the members will always suffer and you will always have pushback because they will go, well, you don't seem to care about us anymore or it's just about the money or it's about the dirt, you know, it's, and you can completely miss the mark, you know, on that. Um, and the same as when you then are tempted to reach out to all these, you know, templated models. And I have, a, I've had a lot of conversations recently with affiliate owners who've gone down the guru path mm. and here, here's how you communicate this. Well, this doesn't fit for my members and for the language we use. It doesn't matter. You need to implement it this way because this works. Right. Well, it, it won't work for me. And then it, you lead to that whole confusion is like, well, I don't know what I'm doing anymore because the things that work for, you know, Johnny Millionaire Affiliate aren't working for me and I don't understand. I mean, the method and the madness is the same, right? It doesn't matter really which, which model you, you buy or adopt. Um, in terms of like the solutions that are out there in your inbox, you know, inevitably speaking, the vast majority of them end up not working. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with really the fact that like, I think probably the, the bulk of all of those systems are absolutely fine. They're absolutely sound. And I think they're probably well-intended. I don't think anybody ever created one of those solutions being like, yo, we're going to scam the shit out of these people. Or like. <laughs> You know, they were able to yeah. create them because they did, in fact, work for somebody else at some point or maybe it worked for them or otherwise. And so for that reason, they were justified in selling it. However, we already know that the vast majority of people who have been through it and ends up not working. And what is the response? Mm. Well, do it harder. Yeah. Right? Like it's the same thing in fitness. Be like, if somebody fails the back squat, you don't just tell them to just do it harder. Right. Like you've got to look yeah. at where did it break down? What's actually happening? How can you be involved? What do we need to change? What needs what, what behaviors need to to be affected to to resolve that, right? Like you understand that. But yet, for whatever reason, as it applies to for business help, you know, they keep failing this back squat and they're like, okay, you're right. Sorry, I will, I'll try it harder next time, right? And same thing with yeah. like the lead gen companies. When all of a sudden they, they hire these companies to do lead gen for them and they don't get the number of leads that they want, what do they tell them? Oh, turn up your ad spend. Yeah, or like you gotta you gotta do more of it to get more of it. Or you need you need yeah. more at bats. You know these things, right? Like do more and it'll it'll be better. Right? And like just doesn't make I mean, any sense. You know, to to use an example that we would definitely understand the CrossFit space is like Tia Claire Toomey, fittest woman on the planet, weapon. If the average person were to Your follow bias. her specific exact training program. <laughs> They're not going to get those. They're suddenly not rocking up to the CrossFit Games and and winning title after title. It's not going to work because it's not built for them and their needs. It's built for a completely diff different animal. Right, but I mean, if you if you just want to know a perfect example, of people be people and like, no offense to Matt, but there's a reason why mm. 
HWPO is blown up, right? Like everybody's, yep. I'm just going to do what Matt does. I'm going to get what Matt gets. And it's yep. weird because it doesn't seem to be working. No, there's, there's not a queue of people looking to be the fittest man on earth. I mean, Rich is great too, but there's a lot of people who are trying to mayhem their way to, you know, being the second goat and that's yep. working either. Anyway, what it takes in every single situation and scenario, no matter what, is a coach to be involved because that coach, mm. that person has to look at what's working, what's not working and start to create awareness around that because awareness precedes action. So, um, as anybody listening to this, we've told you guys enough times we don't ever give advice, right? Meaning we don't really tell you what to do. We just figure out what it is that you want to do, and then we help you get that thing done. In that same framework, though, I guess as a bit of a spoiler and a little bit of letting the cat out of the bag, there is one standardization that is common across every single client we've ever worked with, and that is we aim to switch every affiliate that we work with back to a client-centric, client-facing service model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really successful in doing it. That is one of the reasons why we are as successful as we are with the people that we are successful with. And and really all it takes is, is an awareness. It takes um, some degree of accountability. It takes a lot of traction. Um, and it just takes a lot of intention. But it's not easy, right? I mean, things are on mm-hmm. fire every single week, every single day. There's no shortage of things to focus on. But when that comes to me and they're like this, that, and the other thing is on fire, you know, as their coach, I say, okay, that's a good use of your attention. I understand what you're looking at, but if we solve that problem, does it actually move the client service forward or is it just solving a problem for the sake of solving a problem? And truly the vast majority of them are like, oh, it's just solving the problem. It doesn't actually accomplish their agreed upon goal. And for mm-hmm. that reason, it's always great. Ignore it. Yeah. So like, or, but it's, or creating another problem altogether. Right. You know, and then that's what ends up happening. Right. Cause then when they do solve it, it stems another problem and it, it's just, it's like a game of whack-a-mole. Mm. And it starts going forward. But if I haven't lost you yet, I think this will help you guys understand really where this comes down to. So every client that we work with generally starts to make the shift towards client centric because it's very obvious. And again, I'm sure you're listening to this being like, it's not us. We're not affiliate centric. We're client centric. But I'm telling you right now, if you're not making the money you want to make, if you don't have the number of members you want, if you don't have the type of members you want, you don't have the, the staff that you you dream of. I would almost guarantee blindly without even looking at your business that most of your decisions are based on the needs of the affiliate more so than the needs of the client because they have to be right? like you've got a lot on the line there. But so as we start to work with the clients on this thing, all hell breaks loose. Just spoiler alert. As we start to move you guys towards <laughs> client centric, everybody's like, it makes complete sense. The affiliate owner is on board. They're like, oh, my God, Eureka, that is it. I'm going to go do this thing. And they, they go try to create this new client service model, their version of it. Cause mm. we don't, although we make everybody move to client facing, we don't really, we don't have an opinion onto the best possible way. We just agree that like CrossFit works every single time, but how you implement and how you apply CrossFit is important. And so mm. every one of our client centric service shifts is centered around that conversation. How can you better implement CrossFit? How can you better apply CrossFit for the sake of the needs of the individual as opposed to just applying CrossFit for the sake of applying CrossFit? Um, <laughs> and so what ends up happening is that the gym owner, and this is why this is in correlation to the Monday thing, the gym owner, the affiliate owner, they're, they're ready to roll this whole thing out. They, they got all their T's crossed, their I's crossed, dotted, and they roll it out to their staff. <laughs> and they changed the lasagna. Yeah. Right? And that was the premise of the Monday one. So if you don't know that, spoiler, go listen to the Monday one. But 
we only know what we know about the thing that we know about, right? So most of us can only understand something so well as our own experience with it. And so for most people, their version of CrossFit is all they know of CrossFit. And so Mm. when it comes time to question or challenge or improve upon even the way that you implement or apply CrossFit both to yourself or to another person, it's not unreasonable for that to be met with some degree of reservation or resistance because they're just like, it sounds like you're changing the recipe to the lasagna that they love so much. Um, or they just don't even really want to care that much. So inevitably that instantly creates this, this sort of rupture, this earthquake inside the affiliate. And then even though they were attempting to go to a client centric sort of solution, now they got affiliate centric problems. Now they're dealing with disgruntled staff and people who aren't doing what they're supposed to. People are insubordinate. Clients are upset about this. Prices need to change, this, that, and other thing. And so they have no shortage of new fires to fight. And so as their coaches, it's funny as hell for us because it's, it's it's like clockwork, right? Because we're just mm. like, go be great. At least you can do it. And then we're like, wait for it, wait for it. And then they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? These guys, my coaches are assholes. They all fight me on it. It's all their fault. They don't listen to me. How can they not understand? And I'm like, hmm. Well, you barely understand it, right? It'd be like mm. taking your first CrossFit class, realizing it's the best thing on earth, and then being like, I'm going to go coach everyone. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, some people <laughs> probably do do that, but um, obviously, it's, we think we all agree here that it, that probably would not go very well. No. And it's, you know, it's it's how we then, if we can understand the whole system ourselves, it's easier then to communicate that and almost come at the coaches as being our clients because, you know, as affiliate owners, they're our people that we work with and helping them understand this through applying a, you know, a client-centric approach to the coaches and helping them navigate their way through this thing that all of a sudden we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm. Yeah. And, and, we always hear it from a lot of the clients and they work through it and they all, they all end up resolving it. But like the first thing you hear is that people are like, we don't do that here. That's not how we do this. You're like, why? Mm. Like, like, but just because it's what you've always done, says nothing about if it's the thing that you need to do. And to be very clear with anything in life, what got you here will not get you there. It doesn't matter what it is, right? The, mm. Life is about building on experiences, not replicating them over and over again and expecting different results. You know, that old insanity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's not that I, I believe one to be better than the other. I don't think that it's otherwise, but I can charge and challenge anybody that's listening to this with a couple of different questions, right? Like the first question is when setting your pricing, did you set your prices based on profits, business needs, expenses, and otherwise, I would assume the answer is yes, hopefully maybe, or maybe even option B. You just looked around the market and just copied what everybody else was copying. I want to be the highest. I want to be the lowest. Right. Just split the middle because, you know, we'll be right there. Safety. Or did you option C, figure out how you could provide the best possible version of the service that you seek to provide, period. Figure out what that will cost you and then set your pricing from there. I can already tell you that Mm. nine out of ten people who come in fall mostly into option B. Mm. The other side falls into rarely option A. Mm. I maybe have seen one or two option C's. And yep. this is over, 
this is thousands of conversations across 10 years of seminars and, and hundreds of consultations mm. and you know thousands of hours of working with clients at this point. And I think that's what happens is you set your price based, for example, on what everybody else is doing and then go, how do I give the most value for that number, which means you're way over servicing and way providing way over what, you know, it's actually costing you to to deliver on that to the clients. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the issue of raising prices, that's a whole other argument then because people are like, but you were doing all those things just for this much now. Why is it costing me X much? And here's how I know that it's true as it applies to there being two camps, affiliate versus mm -hmm. client-centric. Because it's universally true in all businesses, particularly service businesses. Maybe not so much in the product side because like you're building a product and therefore mm. you build, I would assume you built the best version of your product. But even in, the, in a product type thing, like if you're trying to design the world's best toilet paper, sorry, my dog is about to fall over here. If you're trying to design the world's best toilet paper, you're going to design that world's best toilet paper up to the point of which people would be really willingly reasonably interested in spending money. Cause like, I think we could probably all come up with like a hundred dollar roll of toilet paper. That's like, I mean, fucking cherubs come down <laughs> from heaven and literally do the job for you and all these things, but like nobody's going to buy it. So even in a product type thing. And I think that that's where it starts to leak into the service side is that like people have assumptions and perceptions as to what people would be willing to reasonably pay for their service. And so they try to back into it from that way. But if you're in the service side of any business, whether that be a mechanic or you know, a, a home builder, it doesn't matter. I would hope, and I think you intend to, deliver the best possible service that you can. And unfortunately, what ends up happening for most of them is that they make business-centric decisions, in this case, affiliate-centric decisions, but they do client service side solutions. And what ends up happening mm. is that they end up giving away the baby with the bathwater, right? Because like they're not already making, they're, they're, they're charging industry rates and everybody in the industry is losing money so they're charging mm. industry rates that are losing money and then they're they're over delivering on service so any margin that they do have if they have any they're losing by over serving instead of mm. just looking at a, what's the best possible way i can do this thing my way and that's the beauty of the affiliate model right is the affiliate model was designed by greg for this exact reason to be client centric not affiliate centric mm. that is how can I do my best version of CrossFit for the people who need CrossFit? And what is that going to cost them and me? Mm. And as we start to work through this, there's a whole lot of things that need to be developed. And otherwise, right, there's going to be indoctrinating of, of your team because this is going to be new and novel to them. There's going to be indoctrinating of your current clients. But respectfully, that stuff can come after the fact because the first thing you need to do, the only thing you need to do is draw a line in the sand and say, you're right. Wow, that has always been me. I mm. would like to make the shift to this other side. And then you just do it for the next client that walks in the door. And here's what mm. will happen. Everything about the process becomes better. It feels better to serve that client. You make more money while serving that client. That client gets better results. That client has a better experience. They refer more people. And next thing you know, you learn from that experience. And then that starts to infiltrate the entire existing community. And then they start to be like, well, I want what Nancy's getting. Why don't I get what Nancy's getting? Well, Nancy's getting the new model. You're on the old model. There's nothing wrong with the old model. It obviously has worked for you. I'm happy that you're here and I'm glad that you've been here through 17, you know, kids being born in three different weddings and all these other things. But like we have decided that we need to improve the model that we deliver upon. But rather than changing your rates, 
we just provide this new level to those guys. If you're interested in that, I would be more than happy to explore what that would look like with you and what that would, oh. would that would cost. They'd be like, nobody ever wants less. I'm telling you right no. now. It's, that's never no. been in the, in the history of ever. Are they willing to pay it? that'll tell you a lot more about your level of service, right? Because if you haven't been serving at a very high level and you tell them like, hey, I'm about to really ramp up the, mm. the rate that I'm serving you, they're probably going to be like, mm, seems like you're trying to sell me steak and you've at best been ham sandwiches this whole time. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's two sides of it. But inevitably what will end up happening is that every client, every affiliate that I've ever met wants to improve their service. Mm. None of them, none of them are happy with their level of service. They're all content for the most part with the quality of the service that they are able to provide based on the parameters that have been set, how much people pay them, how many coaches they have, or how many classes they can provide, or how many people they can they, they have to put into each class. But if we were able to wipe the slate clean and they were able to start over and they could do it without hearing an objection from a new client, because that's the other part yeah. of this, that I guess we can, we'll probably get to in a second. But if, if there was never somebody who's going to be like, no way, you're too expensive. How much would you charge them? But more importantly, now what would you charge them? What would you really do with your perfect client? And we work oh. through this, this exact conversation with every single one of our clients. I don't care what you do now. There's nothing wrong with it. Let's not even think about it. But if today oh. is day one, brand new, what clean slate, and you didn't have a gym full of people doing this other thing, what would mm. you do to do what you do perfectly? How could you do that? Right? Like money is no object. Um, mm. And let's just assume that there's going to be as many people as you could ever possibly want to serve at this thing. What would you do with them? And like that list of things becomes so fascinatingly large, right? Like there's, you know, I, I hear things like I would take them to the grocery store and I would, mm. I would show them to the grocery store or I would do, you know, I would, I would go do cupboard cleanouts, or I mean, hmm. there's a universal thing that is definitely present that they would all do nutrition, which is fascinating because very few affiliates actually do nutrition. Hmm. Um, you know, they would they would do things in the screening process to care more and do more and be involved more. They would have um, more access to classes, but also as much access to individuality. There'd be more workshops. There'd be like, is this fascinating, beautiful level of service that just doesn't exist anywhere? Hmm. And the reason for that is that they don't have the confidence to charge what they need to charge because they are trying to have a commoditized conversation. And that's the affiliate centric conversation versus the client centric conversation. Mm -hmm. If you know what it looks like to serve a client perfectly, in your opinion, it's impossible for you to accept anything less. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's your job to figure out how to get to that point where you can charge that money, where you can command that fee but you can deliver that result. Mm. We have a lot of affiliates who are like, listen, I, you don't have to like comment below or, or, or volunteer as tribute to, to expose yourself. But like, I think the vast majority would agree. They're not generally pleased with the quality of the service that they're putting out. They're mm. content with it because it's safe. It's effective. People are happy. They're healthy. Things are going well. But I think we mm. would all agree, especially if you're in this for the right reason, we would love to be able to do more for the people who want more done. And I'm mm. not saying that you can, you need to have a gym of 200 people with this high level of service, but you'd be surprised. Imagine how great your bottom line would be, plus like your general overall health and well-being as a, as a gym owner. If like you had 30 or 40 people who were 
truly invested in this individual solution or otherwise and you just had your other hundred people who were just like leave me alone <laughs> just just give me a good workout let me let yeah. me come here five days a week or otherwise which is probably the, your current client like just because hmm. you have done it the other way up till now doesn't mean that you can't make the shift to there but there's going to be a lot of moving parts and that's the beauty of our model with with Fifilia is because it's not about this is the perfect way to do it do it this way check this box go that way it's Tell me what's your perfect way to do it. Let's look mm. at what would be in the way. What is the limitations to that? What is what is the resistance? How do we, as quickly as possible, remove those limitations or possibly even ignore those situations? Um, and then how do we get you to that point? What needs to happen? Mm. Prices to change, services need to change. And then what are the skills that has to improve, right? Obviously, at some point, you're going to have to look at how do I improve my ability to persuade people to make better decisions? Because if you're trying to command you know, $2,000 price points when people you know, are paying 50 bucks in your neighborhood. Persuasion is going to be a big part of the conversation. But if you mm. believe that you're delivering $2,000 worth of value, I don't think you'd have a hard time asking for it. And yep. before you think that like nobody in your area can charge it, like I'll give you enough examples of the most backcountry ass locations on the planet where they're charging thousands of dollars, but delivering mm. thousands of dollars in value. I don't want you to charge more money because I don't want mm. to make I don't want to reduce access to CrossFit. I want more people to have access to it. But I want you to provide the level of it that you intend to and you believe in. Because if you don't, the rest of that is an integrity conversation. Mm. You're willingly and willfully lowering the level of service to meet their willingness to pay. And as long as you two can agree on like that meeting in the middle, yeah, okay, we're happy here. And that's, you know, listen... That's why most of you are in that camp. And that's okay. But I think we all agree that that process that's meeting in the middle, it didn't actually work, did it? Right? Because no. like there's not a windfall of cash. There's not like you know, and there's no. there's examples. I can give you lots of examples of who are affiliate centric and it is working. Yeah. But but it is a finite model as well. Like when we're talking about the infinite game earlier, like, you know, you meet in that middle because it's comfortable, but you know, you have such a high relatively high turnover of you know those because it's just well it's comfortable it's just easy it's just you know i can get this anywhere so then they just look for the next lower price point or something that suits rather than understanding the value and the the significant change that they're getting that yeah, I mean, is you know very different if you sat down as a coach with a, a client who came in and they're in a ton of pain mm. and um you know, they not like maybe not physical pain, maybe it's emotional pain, right? Like they're overweight or this, they've tried lots of things and nothing is working. And um, respectfully, they have very, very, very attainable, very realistic goals, very, you know, just respectable goals, right? Like they just, mm. they really just like to look like all of your people who mm. are just doing the thing that you're doing. Um, and, but instead, they keep doing other things right like they keep trying to do whatever you know they, they find on instagram or otherwise because it's all they really know how to do because they're trying to make conscious decisions based on unconscious you know incompetence and mm. it's a very heartbreaking thing to flip that and be in my seat where you know you have so many affiliates who generally willingly and are just so invested in doing this thing mm. so well for people 
but they've become so burnt out because you know they've tried it and it failed or it didn't work or this worked and so they're like just give me the answers to the test so i can pass this thing and get on to like second grade mm. and then you get the answer to the test and nobody told you that like oh yeah by the way every test is different they're like yeah. oh fuck. all right so it it, it just kind of sucks but like the thing is is that the beauty of the affiliate model is sound every affiliate is individual there's some things that are standard best practices and i think for the most part we all agree on those keep everybody safe happy healthy and engaged um you know how you do that is up to you care about them use their names etc but like you got to go back to the fundamental question is am i providing the level of service that i dream of or Mm -hmm. am i providing the level of service that they've agreed upon and i don't think any of us really feel like we're in a good spot when we have to make that decision no and when we think about when you know when we were bright-eyed and and bushy-tailed and and opened the affiliate or bought the affiliate, we're going to do it different than the person we bought it from. You know, that's the place we want to get back to is what did we want to, even though we had no idea how to price it, cost it, charge it, or even sell it at that point, but what did we want it to be rather than settling for what everybody's comfortable with? And so when it comes time to go find help, right, like there's only really one place that you're going to get it, and that's here. Sorry, I'm biased, right? But like we built the model for that reason alone. Like mm. didn't care to show up and be like, we have the answer. Like mm. we believe you do have the answer. And it's that conversation. What is your version of perfect? Great. What are you doing? Mm. Oh, mm. right. It's just like anything. Where do you want to get to? Awesome. Now show me what you're doing. How do I close the gap? And so mm. the reason why we're the only solution is that, you know, I, I, you can absolutely work and you maybe even should work with any a number of the gurus that are out there. Their platforms and programs, I think they're fine, but you're going to find that like when you go to implement them, there's problems and they're not equipped to handle those individual conversations about how to better implement their generic program into your very individual solution. So you're still going to need us. And right? like, there's a reason why a lot of our clients work with you know, multiple different other companies and advisors and solutions because they're just like, great, but I'm still the one that's got to put that in practice and you're going to still need a coach. Mm. But as it applies to that conversation of perfect versus, you know, actions versus execution, it's it's simple. It's how we do everything. Show me where you want to get to. Awesome. That's your intention. Mm. Show me what your actions are on a day-to-day basis. I, as your coach, will just measure, are those actions in alignment with those intentions? And that's what we call the action, interten- inve- action intention, intervention gap. It's a mouthful. And then we just align them, right? And to make sure mm. that you end up getting to that point. And it's that simple. It doesn't really matter where you want to get to. You could be like, you know what? I want to turn this gym into an ice cream stand. <laughs> if you can sell me on why that's going to actually improve your life, which is really what this all comes down to, because that's the point of all businesses to improve the quality of life of the business owner. And if you're listening to this still and you haven't lost you yet, like that's the question, has your life gotten better? Right. And I think that if it has, I think we would all agree that it could get even better in terms of fulfillment and reward. If like you were actually client centric and giving them everything they needed as opposed to just what you could afford to. Mm. Right. And so that's really what it comes down to. We want you to get better, but here's the thing. Your coaches also want to get better. They also find themselves stuck. And so go listen to the other podcast because you're going to find that like, they know that they need to sit down and speak with and learn from people's problems so they can give people better solutions. They know 
that they need to have conversations with people about goals. They know that they need to do more than just provide X number of classes per day or per week. Mm. They want to do more. But if you two can meet in the middle and be like, this is my army. We know what we need to do. This is how you guys will make more money. Then, and then this is how I'm, I intend to provide this level of service and be unique in my market, which is client-centric. It's very simple. And that's really mm. all we work on. Right? How you'd like to get there, what that looks like is up to you. We'll get you there. But we need to understand that we all have to, we, as, an, as an affiliate community, in order to restore or bring wealth to the affiliate community, we have to start making client-centric decisions, not affiliate-centric decisions. And that's very hard to do when your hierarchy of needs are not met. It's very yep. important to get an outside perspective of somebody who can actually assess your individual solution, what's working, what's not working, um, you know, what you've done well, what you can do better at, and what you need to stop doing. And that's why we're the only solution, because we're the only ones who actually diagnose your business and your actions. And having that accountability to hold to the course, even when things are sticky or tricky or it's not, you know, going as smoothly as, you know, here, insert template press play go it's it's having that accountability when you tend to go wander off and focus on things again that are comfortable it's, and this is not a sales podcast just so we're clear no. on this because frankly no. if i can't find a way to move you to client centric we just won't take you but yeah even if you don't the hopefully the value in this podcast this episode was that you got to step back and ask yourself a very honest question of am i providing the product that i intend to or am i providing the, the product that i'm able to and even if the answer is B and is what you're able to, you can still move to the one that you intend to, but you need to start making decisions through the filter and through the lens of what's best for the client and for the service of the client. And then the needs of the affiliate will follow suit. But if you make the conversation, you make the decisions through the lens of what's best for the affiliate, there is no guarantee that the needs of the client will improve. Mm. End rant. End rant. Well, that's been a... Good chat and see things go well when you, uh, when you, I let Don't you. Don't worry, not going to make it a habit. I'll be out of the dog cage probably next week. And so you can be back to regular scheduled programming. <laughs> you can't help yourself now. It's, you've had a taste. It's fine. You guys don't believe me. The dog is right there. Yeah. There she is <laughs> sleeping. Um, well, thank you. And for those who are listening, please, uh, like and subscribe. There is a link in the show notes below if you want to talk more on this subject book a call, use the code podcast. Um, that'll get you access on that call where you can actually ask more questions about and clarify where you're at and have a chat. Like it's not a sales call. We don't want your credit card. We It's just a chance for us to talk to you and see where you're at and help you clarify. And jump over and listen. Just book the call. Tony just booked the call. I love it. Um, and also our Million Dollar Coach podcast, which is available on all your favorite platforms as well. And we'll learn how to change the lasagna. That's in the other episode. That's, yeah, and that's really important. Um, all the links are in the show notes. So thank you, good sir. I, as always, enjoy these chats, and I'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, my friend, for listening to the Fitfiliate podcast. If you would be interested in hopping on a free call with us to just kind of chat about what you think your problems are and what you think the gap is between where you're at and where you want to go, we can see if maybe we can help you along that journey, figure out if we're all a good fit to do some sweet things together. So click the link, set up a consult. Let's help you identify some problems that we can mutually solve.